You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. So I'm sure that from one time or another, you jumped on something really quick because it was you thought it was like this, but it wasn't. So we haven't had a lot of ice, at least up until the last few hours around the neighborhood. Uh, I mean, even even in the you know southern Adirondacks, eh, it's been a little iffy. It's been kind of mild until now. It's kind of ironic that I'm talking about this and temps are dropping while we're talking into the single digits for a lot of... But uh, So I mentioned about this virtualicefishing.org site. It's out of Brainerd, Minnesota. If anybody knows about ice fishing, I'm sure they do in Minnesota. So I thought that would be an alternative for you for ice fishing. However, I did a little delving into it. And what you have to do is you have to actually ice fish. You have to catch the fish through the ice... And then take photograph and stuff, and, and it has to be clearly that, you know, like the fish pretty much has to have some of the ice on them as you're holding it up and stuff like that. You know, it'd be pretty elaborate. if you, It's not worth it for a walleye, you know, and the prizes and stuff. But there's an entry fee, and the reason I'm mentioning this is because it's going to happen on Sunday. But there's an entry fee, and it's like 40 bucks, and that goes to charities. Okay, but there are prizes. Starts at eight in the morning, goes till three in the afternoon, um, and that may be Minnesota time. But I, I'm just on the page. It's like America's ice fishing tournament. Okay, so uh, you know they got walleye and northern pike and crappie and perch and sunfish and stuff you get through the ice like that. And uh, some people have a lot of fun doing that. <laughs> okay, but I I just it was just called the virtual ice fishing. So naturally, I just figured you know oh. And then I'm like, how are you going to do that? How does that actually happen, right? And I, at the risk of really feeling ancient, I went and checked it out for you. And then I thought, oh, so you still have to, but hey, a lot by Sunday, (laughs) a lot of places that were water yesterday may have a foot of ice on them by Sunday or something. Oh, you look like a man who could use more coffee. Mm. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. I got my email from, uh, and it's amazing, don't be scared. It's called evolutionnews.org, and they're very cool. Uh, I'm new to them, but man, I love it already. And this has to do with something that we've really been taught. I mean, me, way back in the day, we've pretty much been taught this as uh, part of our popular culture. You know, ever since uh, Copernicus stated that uh, the Earth is not the center of the solar system, we're not in the center. You know, and then, well, the solar system is not even in the center of the Milky Way galaxy. And the Milky Way galaxy is just one of, like, billions. So it makes you feel, you know, how many times you've heard that we're just a little speck. On a, <laughs> sorry, a little speck on a, you know, an, an out-of-the-way star and medium and all that. You know, it just constantly rubbed into us that it's just ordinary and everything. But that is tr- false. That narrative really is false. I've been doing some study, and there's a book out called The Privileged Planet. And I could sum it up by saying, we're kind of describing as the way the astronauts back in the day when they were going to the moon and they left the Earth, and they looked back and went, wow, it is so beautiful, right? And we do really live in a privileged planet. And, and, the, and the facts back it up. Because our location in the Milky Way is not typical. Even the Milky Way is only 1% 
in the 1% category of the most luminous galaxies in the nearby universe. Uh, it's very atypical. One scientist said uh, it's more massive than most galaxies. You'd have to go billions of light years away to another one to find uh, something that was even similar, right? So that's uh, pretty far. Uh, <laughs> but it's very special. Now the scientists are like, why is it so special? You know, was it to, to make the Earth more habitable? You know? But uh, we certainly feel very privileged to live here. And I hope that after this, you can say, yes, it is a very special place. Right? Yes, that's Waking it. up with a cup of joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. It's funny Friday, yeah. Like, uh, man, you have to go sit in the refrigerator just to warm up today. <laughs> Okay, so I bring in, and I just found this guy. He's really funny. Carmen Saracilio. I think I said that right. Whew, boy, I have really, has really been uh, an, an expanding experience to me. When, and I was thinking, man, more Southerners need to get out more. Because, you know, I mean, we had like one foreign family in my whole neighborhood, my school. They were from Vermont. <laughs> they were like, Ride around in the snow and go cross country skiing. We'd all be looking out the windows. What are they doing? You know, what? what was his name? Anyway, so it's funny. So, Carmen, and maybe you can relate to this. I have been very fortunate, I guess. My mom, dad had enough sense to name me Joe. That's my name, right? You know, instead of, I mean, every once in a while there's a little mix up. If somebody's, my, if the check says Joseph, you know, I never say anything. If the bank doesn't mind, I don't mind. Just that Social Security. But Carmen is having a little issue right there, and it's uh, it has to do with his name, right? Carmen Suricillo, right? Carmen, because my mother wanted me to suffer. <laughs> I was mad at my mother because she knew better names. Her first three dogs, Frankie, Rocky, Johnny. <laughs> How did I become an old Spanish woman? I don't get that, man. <laughs> but she's 80. I'm not going to argue with her. I don't like to argue with old people because they got a pretty open schedule. Just apologize quickly. There's no fight from me. You know what I mean? I mean, these are people who are writing their congressmen. They got a lot of time. <laughs> Your daily dose of encouragement. I've got a smile on my face and a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. Today actually is a big memorial day. A lot of people don't realize. It's known as Four Chaplains Day, and you may very well have heard of that, especially if you're a veteran. But uh, during World War II, we uh, made a uh, civilian ship, the Dorchester, into a, a troop carrier. It, had, it was packed, over 900 troops, and it was in the early morning. It was headed out of New York City towards Greenland, I think. But they'd been out for a few days, obviously. And in 1943, early in the morning, it got hit by a torpedo. So it was sinking, and the people were getting off, and the chaplains were handing out uh, life vests and helping people off, right? That's what they were doing there as this thing was, they were sinking. And then the supply ran out. No more life jackets, freezing cold water, no more lifeboats. So the four chaplains joined arms together, said prayers, sang hymns as they went down with the ship. Isn't that amazing? And so the impact of that story was pretty deep. And there were a lot of memorials, extensive coverage in the media. 
Each of the four chaplains was posthumously awarded the Distinguished Service Cross and the Purple Heart. Nominated for the Medal of Honor, they were ineligible as they hadn't engaged in combat. But Congress created a medal for them with the same weight and importance as a Medal of Honor. That's how much it was thought that, you know, because they willingly sacrificed themselves. Wow, that is huge. You should also know that they they were brand new. They all met at Harvard, of all places. Um, and they were all first lieutenants. One was a Methodist minister. One was a rabbi, reformed rabbi, a Catholic priest, reformed church in America pastor. So their backgrounds, personalities, denominations were different. But they all stood there together. Right? Well, it's a pretty amazing story right there. Four chaplains day to day. So that's why I was thinking, doing some self-evaluation, you know, and you think, wow, when it comes down to it, you know, young, new chaplain, you're going to sacrifice. Wow, it's pretty good there. Just remember them today, all right? Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. I was uh, getting a couple dozen eggs this morning. Now, you know right away where I'm going with this, right? So I was going into Stewart's, and I mean, there's like nobody in there. They, she hadn't been open two minutes. She's all trying to make her smile a little bit because she's worried about getting the coffee on. It was kind of an issue this morning, and that's what people go in there for. And I was joking with her. I said, I got the gold right here. Yeah, that's right. Coming up. I got the Valentine's present in them. But she was laughing, so that's all. I didn't care. But, you know, I mean, the price, whoo, wow. So I have my own personal thoughts about why, but that's not neither here nor there. But now that the price of eggs is like, you know, a ribeye almost, they're in competition. Um, so I came across this site that had, and it's from a major TV show, but it was talking about how to store and keep eggs. And I'd never really seen anything like this before. And we were going round and round with my daughter and my son-in-law about eggs and stuff. And I hope they been getting a fight and stuff, but there's a lot of discrepancies about that. I checked. It does have a date on it. Best if used by. It's about a month out, maybe a little over a month. That's U.S. Department of Agriculture. Puts that expiration date, which means you can use them after that if they're good, right? They do recommend storing them in a refrigerator, something that's 40 degrees or lower. All right? So that was something that I did. I've heard people talk about that. And, um, Doing that, and there's all kinds of little things like put them in their refrigerator on the lower shelf. That's where it's the coldest. Wow, I, I, that was interesting. So the cold is good, and there's actually you can actually freeze them in a certain state. I, I don't know. There's all kinds of stuff. You know, once they're cracked and things, how to use water to test if eggs are still fresh. There's all kinds of stuff in there. How long do you safely eat eggs once cooked? That's another thing, right? How long do farmers market eggs stay fresh? Farm to market stay fresh. Freeze raw eggs to use later. All kinds of stuff in there I had never thought about. Okay, so just trying to help you out right there. And I guess the price of them is, you know, made me think, well, you know, I mean, I've been been in a foreign country where they were a dollar a piece. So still be thankful, right? So that's going to be posted on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. And with that, of course, comes all kinds of comedy. And since this is Fun Friday, I thought I'd share a little something with you here this morning. Imagine the price of eggs is so high, you're willing to risk your life for a frittata. (laughs) 
Sometimes to build a cartel, you've got to break a few eggs. Don't shoot the eggs! Huevos, only on Breckflix. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. The Sound of Life. And get ready. Listen up. Listen up, everybody. Sound like the teacher. Right? I don't know how they do that, but man, I don't know how you get respect like that. Tony Dungy, football coach, getting respect. All right, here it is. Wife to husband dialogue. Very quickly, the wife said, well, there's a problem with the tractor. It has water in the carburetor. And the husband's like, water in the carburetor? That's ridiculous. Honey, I'm telling you, the tractor has water in the carburetor. You don't even know where the carburetor is. Where's the tractor? In the pool? You're funny, all right. You're a scream. You ought to get a job on one of those excursion boats. You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the Sound of Life, the Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.